0: Oh boy, oh boy. I've been waiting for this one for a while. Hello, everybody. I'm Fuzz Martin, and this is 15 Minutes with Fuzz. Last year, or it could have been the year before, time, you know how it goes. It's all melding together. Anyway, I reached out to a gentleman named Tony Cable. You may know him. He's the owner of the Norbert's and the Orville restaurants in West Bend. And I asked if he would join me on this show. And this week, I'm happy to tell you. We've finally been able to make it happen. He's here. His restaurants have seen their share of challenges due to the pandemic and the road construction, but he has constantly been finding ways to adapt and improve. It's a super inspirational story. I'm glad that you get to experience it with me. And with that, here are 15 minutes on the Norbert and the Orville with Tony Cable on 15 Minutes with Fuzz. All right, Tony. First off, how did you get started in the restaurant business? What was your first restaurant and what inspired you to get into this?
1: Well, uh, that was a time uh, back in the early 2000s when uh, my my dad and my mom were picking up some real estate. And their office was actually by, well, right over here by Mm Danine, And what used to be the Brown Dog Pub uh, the owners came to my parents and they said, would you be interested in buying the building? Uh, my, my dad and I talked about it, uh, with some other folks and we decided to buy it and then, <laughs> next thing you know, we're in the restaurant business and that's a whole nother story, but <laughs> uh, it was quite an adventure. It has been quite an adventure, and but I, I wouldn't have been able to do this without my parents. They were, uh, so important in, in all of this. Yeah. What was your
0: first restaurant?
1: Well, it would have been the, the Poplar Inn. Okay. So when we, that was uh, July of 2007, we took over the Brown Dog Pub. We renamed it. And uh, shortly after that, uh, we we brought in some incredible people to help us with it. A uh, service from the area. And we had fortunate enough to have James Jones come. And uh, who's a, a pretty well-celebrated chef in the area um, who had been out at... Uh, gosh, I can't think of the name of the restaurant. I'm oh, I'm not sure. Linen In. Oh, oh yeah, okay. Yeah. 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 Jeez. And he had also had time over at the old courthouse Inn, which was the mm-hmm. building at 518 Poplar Street, the one we're talking about. And once we had some of those those key people in place, it just kind of took off, and uh, it was a lot of fun. So then, when did you purchase the Norbert? The Norbert happened in December. I'm sorry, it, it kind of started in December of 2013. Okay. Uh, someone had come to me and said that Janouli's might be uh, looking to sell. And uh, that was the start of some conversations. I actually went down there and I had a bowl of clam chowder on a Friday night because mm-hmm. uh, I hadn't been in Janouli's in years. But I knew it was busy and I know people loved it. Mm-hmm. And uh, And we still hear that people loved Janouli's, which is really a testament to what they all did mm-hmm. um, with that business. And in March, they called back and they said, you know, we're, we're really considering selling this. And it, it was a, a more lucrative offer. And at that point, I had spent seven years up at the Poplar Inn, and I really kind of wanted to broaden the market a little bit mm-hmm. and open things up. I wanted to serve more casual food. Obviously, the Poplar Inn had been known for more of a finer dining. So that's, that's when we got in. And then we opened September of 2014,
0: Awesome. So you now have two popular restaurants here in West Bend, which can be a tough market. What would you say is the key to creating a successful restaurant experience here in West Bend?
1: Uh, we are so focused on hospitality now. Obviously the food and the drink and the ambiance are, are a big part of it, but that falls under the, this big umbrella of hospitality. Mm-hmm. So I think the biggest thing for me on my side as uh, a former modeler carpenter home builder would be the ambiance. Mm-hmm. And so that's been my focus the last several years is creating these really interesting spaces. Now I'm very blessed for, for a lot of reasons, but in terms of the space itself, I would say part of the success of these businesses has been uh, the gorgeous settings that they're in. they're, they're I mean, for one, the the poplar is a historic building. Mm-hmm. but when you walk into the Norbert, and you see that tin ceiling; it it just it immediately takes you back. Yeah. In fact, we've got a picture right by the host stand now of what the building used to look like back in 1918, and the tin ceiling that everyone kind of fawns at now when they walk in is in that picture from 1918. It's the exact same ceiling.
0: Really? Okay. Yep. Wow, that's awesome. You've obviously everybody here in in I guess the world had some challenges during the pandemic, but specifically to restaurants over the last few years. You dealt with the pandemic, and then again with the downtown Main Street renovation. How did you take on challenge, or take on those challenges and adapt for that?
1: Well, a, a lot of ways. <laughs> um, I'm so, again, so blessed to have some really key people. You know, that first, we'll talk about the downtown in, yeah. a, in a second, but during the pandemic, it was that first two or three weeks where it was, and it seems so far away now, yeah. but it was... Yeah. So distant, but the support that we had and all the restaurants in the area had from, you know, this, what was happening on Facebook and social media and, 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 and supporting these restaurants and and being out there to Friday night fish fries. And we were all just, obviously I, I will admit the first week of the pandemic, I was just living in la la land and then, (laughs) and then the fear and the anxiety started to set in week two, but but the support of the community in West Bend and Washington County were, were bringing us up and everyone up. Mm -hmm. It was really a a miraculous time. So, so incredibly blessed. And then as far as the downtown, you know, we found out about that in, I think I found out in April or May of 2022. Mm -hmm. So almost a full year before the construction started. And the day we found out, we went back and we had a meeting that day. I, I, and I remember being in the dining room that day and we were, my key people, which would be, you know, fairly well-known folks in my company now, Amber Rock and Colin Regal and a few others. We were discussing what the, the plan of action is, not to make a kind of a long story even longer, but I'll tell you back in, it was oh seven oh eight, Highway 32 in Port Washington got, mm-hmm. got ripped up and I remember going to visit a restaurant there that I'd heard a lot about. It was called the wind rose at the time. And he did a phenomenal job there, but I remember having to park so far away to get there. Yeah. And I had to walk through, you know, all the stone and gravel and pipe mm-hmm. and everything. And I, I'll never forget that. And so immediately that was my reaction to when I heard that they were going to rip up downtown. And for us, it, it was, how do we make, you know, lemonade out of this? And, uh, it was uh, it was some tough decisions, and obviously, we we made some tough decisions mm-hmm. on the fate and the destiny of the direction of
0: of the business mm-hmm. and where we were going. So, but I, I think we've accomplished it. Yeah, yeah. So during the pandemic, you took the opportunity to remodel and rename the Poplar into the Orville. Correct. Um, what all went into to that? Update sure. When we
1: when we bought the Poplar Inn in 2007, there were a lot of things that were out of date. Okay, and uh, the the building and the business, the kitchen, the hood specifically was not designed to maintain the the types of numbers that we had built it to. It was a very slow restaurant when we bought it, and by year four, year five of the Poplar Inn, it was just a zoo. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. We put in the patio. The numbers were way up. We had we had built a a really great business. We were very proud of what we'd done, but we we still had, you know, to live within the confines of what the engine of the the restaurant, which is the kitchen, could produce. Mm -hmm. So on April 27th, so about a a month and a half into the pandemic, I sat down with my parents in the dining room at, at the Poplar Inn, which had been closed. We were operating out of there during the first month and a half of the pandemic. We'd moved operations back down to the Norbert because we did some real quick remodeling there. Sure. And okay. then I I told my parents, I, I think maybe it's time to, to shut this down and let's do what we should have done right away. Mm-hmm. And so we, we basically gutted it and you know, the bar is still there. Most of the walls stayed in place, but there were some sagging parts of the building. The kitchen floor was completely out of level. So we, we really went to work, and I, I buried myself in that building for about a year and a half. Uh, obviously, it was during the pandemic. We weren't making a ton of money. Sure, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so w- I was scrounging. At, at one point, I, I was renting out my house in Milwaukee, uh, which I'd bought in 06, and I, I told my staff and my parents, I'm like, well, I think it's time to sell the house. Let's, let's throw the money into the business, mm-hmm. and now we've got a new hood, We've got all this this beautiful new equipment. We redid all the floors, painted all the walls. We did all these updates. We put a, a massive prep kitchen in the basement. And now we have all these wonderful things that we can use to produce food more efficiently and effectively. So, yeah, very proud of the work that we did over there. And we were able to maintain the historic look of the building on For the sure. outside. Mm-hmm. We're still going to do some work with the windows and the roof in the near future and probably do some tuck pointing. But... Yeah, another opportunity to make lemonade.
0: Yeah, well, and then when the farmer's market moved to this area, you also pivoted, I think, at at the Orville as well, right? And and started doing some brunch things and such? Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, I actually love cooking brunch, which I I know makes me kind of a weird person uh, because it's a very early morning. For those of you listening, poaching 120 eggs does not happen (laughs) by snapping your fingers. So um, we... We, we saw this as an opportunity again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have to say how beautiful it was to have the farmers market in front of the Orville. It was just gorgeous out there. and everyone seemed to have a good time. It was mm-hmm. picturesque. I loved having the tower, you know, the old courthouse right in the middle of it. It, it just felt like such a, a town square kind of feel. So we said, well, let's let's open up for brunch. Of course, this was all part of the master plan that started when we found out that downtown was going to be closed. So Mm -hmm. in order to maintain about 55 employees between the two restaurants, we had to decide, well, let's move everyone up the street. We'll open up for more hours. We'll do Monday nights. We'll do Sunday nights. We'll do Saturday brunch just to keep everyone employed because I knew how difficult it was to get the folks that we had. Uh, And I've got great folks. Mm -hmm. I've got the best staff in the world. So I I didn't want to lose any of them. We, we had to open up opportunity for them to make money somewhere else instead of go to other
0: restaurants. For sure. And then during that time, you remodeled the Norbert. Yep. Right? So what, what all went into the remodel there?
1: So that was another, that, that was different uh, in that I had about a year and a half to do the Poplar Inn. This time, we had a, a set deadline, mm-hmm. and that was October 27th. The, the city had told us that that's when the street was going to be re- reopening. So to say that it was a difficult summer would be an understatement. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to raise a lot of money very quickly. And then also I had to do an absolute ton of work. That was, <laughs> <laughs> that was so much. I'm still kind of, my body is somehow compressed from it all. Sure. I, yeah. I'm just, like running a marathon. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I'm still just trying to get a, a grip. But, you know, the funny thing is you can't because now we're open. Mm-hmm. And now is the time that you really have to invest mm-hmm. in the business. I just it's just a box granted it's a gorgeous box with this beautiful tin ceiling but the the business side of things is is filling the space with customers I should say people and getting the staff ready to go in this completely new environment with a completely new menu mm-hmm. which has drawn the ire of some folks <laughs> but I'm actually excited about it good yeah it was so, a great opportunity
0: so you're constantly innovating both your businesses mm-hmm. what you know what's the driver behind that
1: yeah uh, believe it or not, I'm I'm a person that somehow in my, my crazy head thinks that whatever works for you, like today or yesterday, well, don't do it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know that restaurants fail if they're inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Well, why can't a restaurant be consistently good at creating new things all the time and be progressive and changing and, you know, West Bend is an interesting market. They're a very supportive market, mm-hmm. but they also like what they like mm-hmm. and they want things to sometimes stay the same. And I'm I'm challenging that thought. And I, I'm i proud of my staff for being there with me to do it because they're doing it too. We are constantly trying to raise the stakes of, of dining in West Bend and bring something new. And uh, some of that... that big city feel and big city character and new flavors and trending things. That's, that's what we're trying to do.
0: Yeah. Obviously you talk a lot about your team and your staff uh, at both locations and obviously getting it right. And that, that experience that you have when you come to a a restaurant is of the utmost important. What do you look for when you're hiring somebody at, at the Orville or the Norbert? Uh, Likeable people. Okay.
1: Um. obviously, a great resume looks good. You know, is it, is the person within budget? Can we bring on really talented folks? And so much of it is, can we be inspired by them? And can we inspire them? I've got a great core of, of people and there's, there's really no tears in the company. I, I Forgive me, but I, I, I used to think there were tiers of employees that, but it's not, it's everyone's really, on, we, we all need each other. Mm-hmm. To complete a great service, and yeah, likability is the biggest thing. And then somehow, you know, people come to me in the street or in the grocery store or wherever, and they say, "Your staff is so kind. They're so likable." And you have to believe me. You won't, but you have to believe me, <laughs> Fuzz. That there's not a lot of training that goes into that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some training on the, you know, the specifics of how how to handle a table or put silverware down or wash dishes or cook certain things, sure. But the kindness literally comes from them. Mm-hmm. And they don't give themselves enough credit for that. I I have very little to do with how kind and wonderful my staff is. That's just who they are. I'm very blessed. In
0: one sentence each, oh. <laughs> <laughs> how would you describe the Norbert and the Orville and what makes them unique from one another? The
1: Norbert right now is a very progressive urban setting, small plates restaurant. We do focus on shareable meals. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Orville would be more of a cozy, old school steakhouse. I'm going to put a comment in that sentence and say that we do make our own pasta. And oh. We make our own bread. And that goes a long way. And mm-hmm. I think that's been, that's, that's really fueling it right now. One is, Very fast paced and chaotic and crazy. Not that the Orville can't be on some nights, (laughs) but the Orville is more of a relaxed atmosphere where, you know, a lot of couples come or special occasions. They're going to spend a little bit more money. The Norbert is just a rocket ship. (laughs) It's just crazy. I love it.
0: (laughs) Strap in. Yeah. Um, So we're heading into the busy holiday season. Do you have any advice for those who are looking to dine at your restaurant's? Mm -hmm.
1: Oh, if if they could please be patient, I would really, really appreciate that. Both restaurants are seeing quite an uptick right now in reservations, which people probably should make. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it just helps us. Actually, it helps any restaurant out mm-hmm. if they take them. It's good for a kitchen staff or for the front of the house to know what's coming mm-hmm. and to to help prepare to to make a better experience. We do have our our annual gift card special coming up, which has just grown and grown and grown and that mm-hmm. that is that starts on Thanksgiving. That's real quickly, you know, you buy a $100 gift card, you get a 50. Oh, wow. You, okay. you buy a 50, you get a 25, and you buy a 25 and you get a 10 for free. So, oh, wow, okay. It, it's it's more or less people are always buying gifts for you. Well, mm-hmm. we'd like to give you a gift for giving us some some money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, It's great. And let's let's get you back in cuz I I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd like you to enjoy the space. Yeah.
0: Well, uh Tony Love what you're doing with the restaurants here. It's great to have in our community. Again, if you're if you listening would like to check out the Norbert, it's the norbert Then uh, one fifteen South Main Street, and the Orville is at five eighteen Poplar Street. That's the WB dot com. Uh, I really appreciate you coming in. I, we've been wanting to talk for a while, and I know you've been super busy. I appreciate so. <laughs> you having me.
1: You mentioned this a few years ago, and yeah. uh, this is really exciting. I'm, I'm, I'm very proud of everything, obviously, you're, you're doing for the community, too. And, thank you. And this, I, 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 I found out about this, and I've, I've been listening to these. These are fantastic. Oh, thank you. Everybody. And you've got great questions. You do a nice job. Oh, well, thanks, Tony. I
0: appreciate it. Thank you again so much to Tony Cable of The Norbert and The Orville Restaurants in West Bend for joining me on this week's episode of 15 Minutes with Fuzz. Again, you can find more about The Norberts at thenorbert.com or The Orville at theorvillewb.com. You'll enjoy them both. I promise you. Treat yourself. That will do it for this week's show. If you ever have an idea for a guest, reach out. You can email me 15withfuzz at gmail.com. That is 15 spelled out with fuzz at gmail.com or use the form that's on my website. You can go to fuzz.cc slash guest. That is fuzz.cc slash guest new episodes drop on Tuesdays, hit the little follow button or the plus symbol in your podcast player right now to make sure you're getting notified when new episodes of 15 minutes with fuzz air. And I'll drop in again with you next week, right here on 15 minutes with fuzz.